This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and Tamar. Good morning. This is on radio. This is unscripted. And this is, of course, uncensored. Absolutely. Especially now for this show. Absolutely. So it's very cool to be back mm. in the studio after a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Break was good and I missed it. So it's very cool. Yeah. It was a wonderful time at the South Coast. We were on the beach lots, which is a clue for the dirty dictionary word. Uh, we need to put that on. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Thalassophilia. Dirty Dictionary Word. Thalassophilia. T-H-A-L-L-A. Chanty. Sophilia. So glad you are <laughs> spelling it for me, the Israeli dyslectic person, <laughs> which still doesn't have a clue. Thalassophilia. Something that you like. You said, so something must oh. be to, connected to the beach. Maybe loving the beach or loving having sex on the beach. You're getting a little bit off topic. but Okay. Kind of, <laughs> so, if you know what thalassophilia, thalassophilia. is, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. We would love to hear that. If you'd like to send us pictures of what it is. Then... WhatsApp us on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. If you'd like to send pictures of you having sex on the beach, WhatsApp us on zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. And the whole Cliff Central team will see it as well. There we go. There we go. You'll be famous. Yeah, at least for a while. Hmm. Which might be an interesting thing. So, WhatsApp us. What's the most interesting place you had sex in on the holidays? Hmm. 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 I'm thinking, and I, I'm sad to say that I think that, oh, outs, outdoors, mm-hmm. outdoors, mm-hmm. nature. Okay. Yeah. That was my... Yeah, I think a lot of people did that. Well, hopefully. I hope so. You have to be a bit naughty and get out of the way. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, you have to find the right places. Yeah. You, I don't have in-laws, so I, you know, <laughs> couldn't do it at my in-laws mm-hmm. or something. No. Well, you can just step out the front door into the garden. That's true. Uh, we have a lady living with us, but most of the time we, we can hide. Mm. Um, sex clubs, that works. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know what is the most interesting place you had sex in on the holidays? Mm. Or what did you do sexually that was different to what you've ever done before? Naughty children tell us what you've mm. done. We want to hear that. Absolutely. Very cool. So. I thought we would start the year talking about possibilities. You know, a lot of people make these New Year's resolutions, which I think are real 
waste of absolute time because nobody sticks to Why? any of them. The gym is really benefiting from it. Yeah, There's for like, a month. Yeah, no, they benefit <clears throat> the whole year. Which I'm really glad because it's busy for a month and, and after that everybody it. buggers off and leaves <laughs> us to carry on doing absolutely. what we do. So absolutely, the gyms love it. <laughs> That's okay. Well, that's one beneficiary. Yeah. Next. Yes, the gyms love it. That's it. And I'm sure lots of other things do as well. All the health shops. Yeah, you you buy all the minerals. Yeah, and all the banting stuff. And I must tell you, we found some really cool sugar-free products while we were away. Oh. Yeah. Like um, natural. Yeah, natural sugar-free. In, some is it more in the Cape, or like south southern coast? coast? Yeah. South coast. Um, in Natal. Based on coconut sugar or... All sorts of things. Really? So oh, they're really more healthy cool. there? Yeah, we found some amazing banting bread, um, some amazing cordial, some really cool things. Awesome. So they're there. So those products benefit a lot. Absolutely. And everybody does this detox. And then you go back to eating Big Macs every now and then. <laughs> Two in the morning when you've been out partying, Big Macs fit. They work. Junk food, there <clears> we go. Absolutely. Just choose it. Know that yeah. you're putting it in your body. It will take... And when you're having junk food sex, know that you're having junk food sex. Thank you for coining it, Jonti. I'm using it a lot. It's such a brilliant It's a term. great analogy. It really great is. You know? So I thought we would start talking about possibilities, yeah. the possibilities of love, of pleasure, of relationship. How do you create that? So we'll talk a little bit about that. And I'm actually going to share some of the processes that I teach my clients awesome. to help you do that. Awesome. So it's like a little bit of a mini workshop. So send your questions in to 079-748-2090. And let's How, yeah. help you create that. How do you create new, new possibilities? Mm. How do you start? So what does that mean actually is, is possibilities? And the first thing about it is understanding that the perspective that we hold on love, on pleasure, on relationships becomes the limitation. We decide how something should be. Because it works or we know it. Well, they're two very different things. Mm, okay. we, we, know, we it. know it. So we do that. Whether it works or not is a whole different story. So we do what we do because it works or we think it works. It's what we know or it's our comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes generally from something in the past. So the model for relationships that we generally have is our parents, close families. Spot on. So we look at that. Now, my parents were divorced when I was 18. Your parents divorced when you were much Fine, younger yeah. than that. Um, both your parents got remarried. Um, mine didn't. But that becomes the model for relationships that we have. And that's all. So nobody teaches us how to have a good relationship and what that actually means. Couldn't say it better. Nobody teaches us about love and to look at love. So the same thing for pleasure. About our bodies, about our partner's bodies, about where everything is. How do you find it? What do you do with it when you find it? And what are the possibilities with that? How do you create that? How do you expand that? So one of the things that struck me towards the end of last year enormously. There's a guy I've been listening to called Tom Chi. Thanks to my friend Charlie who mm -hmm. introduced me to Tom Chi. And he talks about the fact that, or the idea, that knowledge is the enemy of learning. Mm. As soon as we know something, that's what we know. Mm. So we kind of keep doing that. 
Whether it works or not becomes totally secondary. We do what it is that we know. We know what we do and we do what we know. That's all. And that's what we tend to repeat. So one of the biggest things in creating possibilities, and I started working with this with my clients towards the end of last year, is to find, firstly, a different perspective on something. How can this be different without having an idea of what that looks like? Now, that's really difficult for a lot of people because we have the idea that we need to know what the relationship will look like, what the pleasure will be. Yeah, where are we going? Why are we doing this? What's Yeah, I, I, I hear you. And as soon as we do that, we go into a limitation. So possibility very often is the place that we don't know. And for most of us, that's very difficult. Mm. So it's like we drove down to Leisure Bay on the south coast. Mm -hmm. We knew that that's where we were going. We had a destination. That becomes important. Mm. We had no idea what we were going to find when we got there. We'd never been there before. Mm. We stayed with some people in this really cool house. Absolutely wonderful. But we had no idea of how everything was going to be when we got there. So the limitation is we think we need to know how it should be. Yeah. In terms of relationship, as soon as you think you know how it should be, you shut down the possibilities of how it could be. Because you think this is what it needs to be. And all that you're doing with that is repeating a pattern. Often it's the pattern that you have had before, and it's the pattern that you're looking for because you're comfortable in that. You know it. That expectation as well, it really fucks things up. Because if you're scared or if you're just anxious or if you're just excited for the road, that's fine. You can work with that. But expectation it's going to be like that i want it to be like that i want to have a room where i get there i want the beach to be close to the house i want not to stay too close to the host all these expectations then when you decide then it starts fucking you up that's it and that's what we do with relationships and that's what we do with pleasure with the way we look at pleasure so it becomes quite important to start developing what i call a philosophy Of love and pleasure. What are the principles of this? What becomes important? It gives you a framework to start exploring. And it's paradoxical because framework immediately puts things in a box. Yeah. But it doesn't because it's about ideas more than anything else. Mm. So this is the thing. People look for techniques. They look for the how-to And the whole wonderful self-help industry, and there's a lot of amazing books, there's a lot of amazing talks, there's a lot of amazing teachers out there, and I'm one of them, absolutely, and I teach a lot of how-to. As soon as we are looking for a how-to, we're kind of fucked, because we don't look at what could be, Hmm. and we get stuck into a particular way of thinking. Instead of understanding, there's an energy, there's a frequency that we can get into that aligns us with something different. Mm -hmm. So from a relationship and from a pleasure point of view, start looking to have a 
different conversation about it. What does that mean? It means if you are asking the same questions that you've always been asking about your relationship, it can't be any different. If you are complaining and moaning about the same things that you've always complained about, it can't be any different. If you think the same thing is lacking that's always been lacking, it can't be any different. If you have the same anger that you have had in the past, it can't be any different. If you are living with the same blame, it can't be any different. You have to be able to start asking different questions. That's very much about a shift in perspective. Mm. Then find a different entry point into the thoughts, into the conversations. Start questioning what you think is important to really say how important is this. So you hold on to we, hold on to the ideas that we have. This is what I think my relationship should be. This is the pleasure that I should have. This is the way I should be having sex based on whatever it is. And it doesn't matter what that is, whether it's a limitation, it's any, this is what you think it should be. Yeah. Okay. How important is that? Where does that come from? Is it your idea? Are you just kind of fulfilling something? So your parents have been going to Cape Town every year on holiday for however long and going to Sea Point and going to the same places in Sea Point and the same places in Camps Bay like so many of the Joburg Jews do. How important is it for you to do that? Uh, I hear you completely. What happens if you went to stay on a shack in the Midlands? <laughs> we spend two beautiful days there. What happens if you do something different? What happens if your relationship could be something else? You have to let go of a lot of stuff for that to happen. Yeah. A lot of stuff. All the way up to maybe the partner that is with Sometimes, you. Sometimes, yes. So that's an enormous fear. What happens? What are we most scared of? We're most scared of losing the relationship. Because we have been taught that you have to hold on to this with everything you've got. It's not easy to let go of a relationship. When you've been married, when you're entangled, when there are kids, when there are assets, money, business, all sorts of things involved. It's not an easy thing to do. No. But the more we start looking at different perspectives, the more we can start to create possibilities and then to say, well, actually, maybe there are different ways to have a relationship. Maybe different ways that I can be. And then instead of trying to change and fix some of the issues, which is where we really tend to get stuck, we take a different possibility that says, Let's see how we can work this. How can we make this happen? How can we make this possible? And then we start to see it as this adventure of possibilities. That's very, very, very important what you just said. You know, and I talk to people about this who come and see me, especially when relationships are in trouble. Yeah. And they walk in and they say, these are all the issues. Yeah, fix me. Yeah. And I say, firstly, you can't fix a relationship. That's what a lot of people think. How do you change anything in a relationship? If I can change something in myself and you can change something in yourself, then and only then 
what's between us can change. At no other time can that happen. You can't fix the relationship. We can change. Then what's between us can change. There we go. Okay. Very important principle. Take the issues themselves because that's where we tend to get stuck. And I'm not saying that the issues are not important. The issues are important because they they are bringing some, they're showing, yeah, they're showing where But when we try and change the issues, that's where we tend to get stuck. Instead of saying, if something in me can shift, a lot of those issues will shift by themselves. Also this blame thing. You did this if you only did that. And instead of saying, wait a minute, how important are some of these things? And some of them are. So it's important to understand that you don't sell yourself. You don't give yourself up. So here's an exercise that starts to get you in touch with this. Exercise number one. But let's just see. Somebody said, is that when you like sand up your bum? <laughs> I have no idea what that ah, means. Ah, the, 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 yeah. your, your dirty dictionary question. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, it's not when you like sand up your bum. Well, it doesn't really go out. And I think when it goes and out, it's a bit like sandpaper. So yeah. unless you really like rough play with your um, anus, then no. Is it maybe the thrill of having sex in a public place? Because the fear of getting caught is exhilarating. It's not either. It's not the term, but it is exhilarating. It's mm. wonderful. Absolutely. Weird that in the beginning of a relationship, you love doing it. And then the more the relationship becomes a safe space or, again, you become set in your ways, you don't want to – a lot of well, women say they don't want to do it. A lot of men. That's where we need to be so vigilant and so alert about that. And we'll talk more okay. about that. The exercise. The exercise. So what you do is you make two lists, more or less 10 things on each list. Okay. If you have six, it's fine too. If you have three, it's fine too. Okay. Okay. And you can do the same thing for sex. You can do the same thing for love. You can do the same thing for your relationship. They can all be separate. They can all be together. The first list is what's important for you to give. The second list is what's important for you to receive. So, the first draft, throw away. Because it's like the knee-jerk stuff. Second draft, throw away. The third draft, you're starting to get more real. And then everything that you write, you ask, how important is this? So whether you're a single person, whether you're in a relationship, it becomes huge because it allows you to start saying, this is important to me. The giving and the receiving are incredibly and equally important because they're both expressions of myself. So for example, for me, one of the most important things is giving touch, giving sensuality. That's important for me to give because that allows me to express myself. If I can't express that, it creates a blockage. It creates an imbalance in me. Mm. If it's an imbalance in me, it's going to be an imbalance between us. Yeah. And this is then where we need to start looking at different ways for relationships to be. But when we do this, You can sit down with your partner and say, this is important for me to give. 
And it becomes an expression of, you know, there was a book that came out quite a while ago. It was about the five love languages. Yeah. Cool idea, very cool principle. But this takes that to a whole lot of a deeper level because it allows us to start saying this is important. And then to really question, is that important? Mm. So, for example, if I think about giving touch, it's work and it's energy. Is it important? Yes, it's important to me. Okay. I need to create and find a way where I can do that. Yeah. At least you know you can identify much That's more. It. And what it becomes is an expression of love. This is my expression of love. So it's not just the fact that, oh, this is what we do. Why are we doing it? What is the meaning of it? Mm-hmm. And when we can start doing these things, it brings up this amazing word called ritual. So we use this a lot in tantra, in conscious sexuality, in growth work, in conscious work, in you know the sweats that you do. It's very ritualized. Ritual creates intention. Yeah, spot on. Ritual brings us into being present. In the space. Ritual in a relationship is absolutely vital. And more and more I come to see how important it is in a conscious relationship. Because so much of what we do is unconscious. So much is not really looking at each other, not really listening to each other, not really hearing each other, not really touching each other. So you have sex. Sex is wonderful. I'm the last person to say it's What? You you really? You think it's good? It's fantastic. I thought that, you know, healers and teachers and gurus just want to look at each other's eyes and that's it. No. <laughs> want to look at other things too. Absolutely. <laughs> and taste them and touch them and smell them. Absolutely. The ritual brings us into presence. It allows us to take the sex, the touch, the communication, the talking, the looking into each other's eyes to a very different place. Because it takes us to intimacy. Presence and intimacy are exactly the same thing. I can I can understand that. And we tend to think that intimacy is very much about someone else. Okay. Intimacy is about me. I will be as intimate in any given space as I allow myself to be, as I choose to be. Hmm. Hopefully you're going to match that. And in consciousness, that will happen. But the intimacy has to start somewhere. Because if I'm waiting for you to be intimate with me, I might wait a long time. Then what? That's why waiting. But if I open the door to that intimacy. Don't you think about how much, yeah, if you open the door? Then it creates the possibility of intimacy between us. So you make... The time. You make the intention and you do it yourself. That's right. That is huge because alcohol, taking out for a dinner, taking, which is all great. It's wonderful. But mm. when you ask a couple, how are you intimate with each other? Oh, I take her for dinner. We have a good wine. Mm. Or it's so many times removing yourself from the possibility of just being present. That's it. So, you know, you come home at the end of the day and you say, oh, how was your day? How was your day? And you're talking about things, but there's cooking and there's kids and there's arrangements and there's emails and there's all. All sorts of stuff. And it's also happening. important. So actually looking at your partner at the end of the day and holding their hands or putting your hands on either side of their face or on their heart center 
and for literally one or two sentences that say, I see you, I feel you. Wow. Immediately that starts to create something different. So ritual doesn't always have to be this big, fancy, complicated thing. Mm. And the first thing that I teach everybody who comes to see me, single people, couple, create a space for things to happen in. We call it a sacred space, a sensual space. So what does that mean? It simply means it's a space that's separate from everything else that you do. And you can go to town with this. You can go and buy lots of candles and you can make a circle of candles and you can put crystals and you can put rose petals and incense and shells that you picked up on holiday and all sorts of things. And it can really be presence. That's all. Being present with somebody. I'm just seeing hugs of New Year's. Everybody's really taking it to the next mm. level. So you, you can make it... You can make the intention without necessarily all the outside That's story. the external space. Yeah. But what the internal space says when you do this is it says, we are important. We matter. And in the consciousness is where we find each other, where we find ourselves. And that can literally be holding somebody's hands, looking into their eyes and saying, Hi. I see you, I feel you. And in one breath, in two sentences, there's a connection. Then you go on to the whatever else you're doing. Hmm. So many times I feel that if you don't make the time and if you don't create, also the issues won't come up because I imagine a couple that hasn't, hasn't really practiced any conscious sexuality or some, you know, any com- some kind of work on the togetherness. And when maybe when, when she will do something like that, it will bring up a lot of anger because, yeah, you see me, you think you see me. You know, a lot of things might mm. come up because people hold against and they're not even aware of it. Yeah, but that's the p- purpose because that allows you then to start healing that, to start letting it go, to start changing it. And you it. shouldn't be scared of it. So, And that's what we do fear, because if I say this, what is he or she going to do? And ultimately, the ultimate fear is then that's going to end our relationship. But if we take the perspective of saying, so here's this adventure. How can we journey on this and let's see what becomes possible? And at some point, if the possibilities are not fulfilling us, then we say, thank you very much. Cheers. There's so much more than the sex that actually comes between the couple. Well, the sex is huge. And somebody a long time ago that I was talking to said, when sex works, it's 10 or 20% of a relationship. And the person I was talking to is a very traditional psychiatrist. And their view on sex was quite limited. But the next sentence they said, I fully agreed with, when sex doesn't work, it's 90%. Of a relationship Because so much of the intimacy Is in the sex Yeah And not only the sex But the sensuality The touch Because that's The basis Of where We connect Yeah That makes it not technicality Penetration In and out finished Yeah So let's go back to these lists Oh right Right Because we got a bit Kind of distracted So you write down On your list What's important for you to give What's important for you to receive. If you're a single person and you're not in a relationship, 
the value of that is you start to become clear on what's important to you. This is important. So when I meet somebody and it links very much to the conversation we had with my friend Galen. Yeah. Which was, when do you start talking about your kinks? When do you start talking about your fetishes? First date. Absolutely. This is what is important to me. Not after three years where I say, okay, now it's time to bring the ropes out. The ropes might be a new thing because I might not have been aware of that before. And I saw a movie and all of a sudden, oh, that's it. That's my life calling. This excites me. I want to do this with you. I'm just thinking about the last movie coming soon of Fifty Shades Fuck. Stupider, I don't know which color they know. they created now. I want to do this. <laughs> and <laughs> the value of the movie, as we've spoken about so much, is it brought it into the public. Yep. And that became really important. Mm, there's different tastes. So some things are going to come up that you've never wanted to explore before. You never even thought of before. But when you have the safety, when you have the communication, that's when you can explore these things. So what you need for that is you need a platform, you need a space, you need a foundation. And we were watching some teenagers on holiday where they want to know how to do something but without the work of doing it. We we all want to have the title. Yeah, you know. I know it from myself. You know, and it goes back to this idea that Malcolm Gladwell wrote about in Outliers, where he talks about the fact that you need 10,000 hours to master a subject. So when I read that, I thought back on, so touch and massage, really important for me. It's a big part of my work. It's part of my personal life. And I thought about how many hours of massage and touching I'd done, personally, professionally, teaching. And I had 10,000 hours a long time ago. The cool thing is I'm still learning more, sometimes more than ever, and discovering more. And that's really, really beautiful. Wow. Which is, by the way, a really cool thing that I've been working with with some couples recently. So it's about this idea of of energy frequencies. And a lot of times when our energies are not in sync with each other, there's conflict. So I started doing some work with couples where I'm doing the same body work on them at the same time. Oh, wow. And it brings their energies into the most amazing synchronicity. And the peace and the communication that it creates and opens is phenomenal. Connected yeah. Energetically. Yeah. Wow. So really beautiful. That's something new. Um, that's out Because sometimes you, you think, when the last time did I feel on the same page, energy, like in mm. the same har- in harmony with my, I don't know harmony, but in the same, on the same page with mm. my partner. And when things get messy, sometimes you lose it. You don't remember it. You don't have a recollection of it. And that's one of the things that it's so important to create the moments that you do that. And ritual allows you to do that. It allows you to step into the space to do whatever it is that you're going to do. And then you step out of it again. So sometimes the ritual doesn't have to be this very long involved thing. It doesn't have to be about sex. It doesn't have to be about genitals. It doesn't have to be about nudity. And one of the most beautiful connecting exercises is simply the eye gazing process. So what do you do? 
You sit opposite your partner. You can hold hands. You don't have to. Look into each other's eyes. That's all that you do. But let's take a step back. So one of the things I'm going to share with you, it's called a heart salutation. One of the most beautiful greetings that you can do with your partner. It's one of the most amazing exercises of acknowledgement. So create a space, which means light one candle, light 50 candles. Do it in the bath. Do it in the garden. Do it standing up in the kitchen. It doesn't really matter. The doing of it is more important than the, the setting. You don't have to create this whole amazing space. That's yep. really cool. But you can actually do it anyway. And, you know, we get in our world so caught up in the how-to. You have to do it and you have to do it right. And this is how it works. And if you don't, the computer kicks it out. And then you do the same thing again. The computer kicks it out again. And there's some part of the computer saying, fuck, how many times is this idiot going to do the same thing before they push a different button? Look into your partner's eyes. And the eye contact is so important because that's where I see you. That's where I see where you are. Are you present? Are you there? Are you fearful? Are you there? Are you, are, we, are you with me? Are you enjoying being with me? Look into each other's eyes. Take a couple of really deep breaths. Breath brings you into presence, connects you with yourself, gets you out of your mind, more into your body. And then you bring your hands up to your heart center in the middle of your chest. And then you lean forward so your hands are touching your partners, <clears throat> the backs of your hands touching mm -hmm. your partners. And then one of you says first, you say, I acknowledge you as an aspect of myself. And your partner says the same thing. I acknowledge you as an aspect of myself. So for me, those words actually mean you're a part of me. We are connected. And you can say anything you want. You can say, I see you, I feel you, I love you, you're beautiful. It doesn't matter what. It's just in that greeting and in that acknowledgement, I am there. And I'm looking into your eyes when I say it. Mm. And then you lean forward so your forehead's touched because a beautiful energy center of connection there. And you have a little giggle because you look really funny from that angle. You've got one eye or three eyes. And you get over that. And you just take a couple of breaths and feel the connection between you feel okay. that connection and slowly you move apart now that literally takes a minute one minute and you want to tell me in your day you do not have one minute to connect with your partner then don't fucking be in your relationship I think it's more than that it's uh, just just try because you know it's like skeptical what is going to help i need to take her for i need to buy her something or i need to you know yeah. do something take her for a course it it starts with the simple things that's it and the simple things have the greatest power yeah buy somebody an amazing house buy them a car take them on an amazing overseas trip all of that's fantastic do it absolutely do it go to special places absolutely the simple things are the heart things. The simple things are where we connect. And the simple things are the biggest things. They fuel. Those are, that's it. Those are the fuel for 30, 40, 50 years of a relationship. 
Where you go on holiday doesn't really matter. It's just that where you go to holiday can be interpreted also your intention of why did you know like okay you took we went there but you were you were never present you know so many times you hear fights mm. yeah we went to this Mauritius vacation but you weren't there you were mm. on your phone you were what we seek is the presence we that's seek it. is the intention because that's the fulfillment that's the heart stuff and that's what we're looking for we are we do and we do. That's what lacks. Such a cool message here. Thanks for the show. I really struggle showing love. And you speaking about it makes me conscious about the way I perceive love and how I show it to my partner. So the important thing about that is we don't always know what somebody else perceives of as love. Mm -hmm. And until we're clear on that, we get it wrong. So you, somebody says, I don't feel acknowledged. Okay, how would you like to feel acknowledged? What does that actually mean for you? And that's where these lists become so important. So thank you for that. So I feel acknowledged when you sit down and you say to me, thank you for what we share and what you bring to my life. It's really intense. It's so true. And on one level, it's so simple. <laughs> but until we know it, we don't know what to do. So buying you, buying flowers might be an important expression of love for me, but not mean that's much to you. Yeah. And it comes back to, I talk about this a lot, it's a, this wonderful food analogy. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we are going back to food. We are. Oh, I must oh. tell you, did we eat Oh, <laughs> I've, and I'm sure you and uh, um, Shanti just fed each other with your fingers. So, what it says is if you walk into a restaurant and you say, feed me, I'm hungry, you have no idea what's coming out of the kitchen. You know, there's a Chinatown in Suraldine, and we were there one night, and we were walking up and down and looking at the restaurants and their menus. And one of the chefs special in one of the menus was duck's blood in chili sauce. It really stuck in my mind. Now, I'm an adventurous eater. I don't know that I'm ready to eat duck's blood in chili sauce. But if I walk in and I say, feed me, I'm hungry. And the waiter says, oh, chef special, duck's blood in chili sauce. I have sauce. something for you. There we go. But if I walk in and I say, so I'd like a steak. And this is the cut of meat that I'd like. And this is how I want it cooked. And this is what I want with it. I have a better chance of getting that. It's so nice also to know what are your intentions about it. So here are flowers because that's what I love doing. I mm. love, that's how I show you how I love you. And if it's just flowers and you don't explain also why you're doing it or the intention is there. I'm trying to make a point is that just sometimes you do things and it can be beautiful things, but it doesn't mean a lot to me if you don't explain or you don't show me the intention. Yeah. It's it's just it goes hand in hand. It's if you can't express it verbally, maybe the list will help. And that's the purpose. Intention is huge because, and that's what ritual creates. Yes, you don't always have to say it. No. And intention and presence become mm. the same because you thing. make time and you are there. That's it. Yeah. And that's where we connect. That's the heart stuff. And that's where we find fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That's where we can go. <gasps> That's where we can go to the places of depth. We can open up possibilities because so many of us are conditioned that sex means that I'm desirable. 
that's the only way to show that I'm I matter. So for a lot of women, a lot of men, if you don't want sex or if we don't have sex, all of a sudden the whole intimate part and the connecting is gone. Mm. But let's say sex doesn't work for a while. There's an issue, there's stress, whatever. There's other ways to show love. There's other ways to show intention. Those heart salutation and the eye gazing and the making things that they met, you know, looking in your eyes and say you matter. All those things can help bring back sex. Because there are times where you feel more sexual and there are times where you feel less sexual. That happens. There's times where you have a bit more energy and there's times you have less. There's times you're more stressed and times you have less. Mm. There's rhythm. Yeah. And I say this lots that the rhythm of something is really important because the rhythm understands that we go through these different cycles. We don't hold on to them. We let them flow through us. Hmm. So there's times where you're angry. There's times where you're frustrated. There's times where you're disconnected. That's all human. It's not always easy. No. It's not always peaceful. You're not always connected. Hell no. But when you have the feelings to understand that there's a rhythm to be with it, not to try and change it, not to suppress it, but to acknowledge it and to look at where does it come from? Is it an unfulfilled expectation because of the way I think something should be? Can I find a different way for this? What's a different perspective on it? Can I have a different conversation even just with myself about it? Can I open a different space to it? So here's another beautiful exercise. Yeah. And it's it's a sexual or essential exercise. Okay. But it shows you how you can do different. Okay. And it simply says, think about the way that you have sex. So because most of us live in terms of patterns, we do the same thing in the same way. You get up, you brush your teeth in the same way every day. You shave in the Mm. same way. This is what we do. Sexually, we do exactly the same thing. True. It follows the pattern. So we're sitting on the couch, we're watching TV, and we hold hands, and we touch, and we kiss, and I lick you, and you suck me, and we have sex. It's nice sometimes. It's nice. Okay. One of us has an orgasm. Hopefully both of us have (laughs) orgasms. And I have to tell you about a whole new awesome idea of orgasm that I have come to that I'm going to talk about more. And it's about the fact that the physical orgasm is just the beginning of the energy orgasm. Okay. I I, I hear you. Cool idea. We're going to develop it more. But essentially, start your sex somewhere different. Cool name of your book, next book. Start, Start your sex somewhere different. And then quite simply, don't go into the pattern. Just because you start here, just because you start at step four, doesn't mean you go to step Be one, creative. two. Three. Change. And keep doing that. Yeah. And it becomes something different. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've been taught, she has to come first. <laughs> and there has to be lots of foreplay. There doesn't always have to be lots of foreplay. And one of the purposes of lube is put some lube and start having sex. Yeah, and it's, oh, it, it does the trick. It's different. It's it exciting. Does, yeah. It's something else. Yes, yes. And instead of just having sex in the bedroom, where else could you have sex? On the beach with sand up your bum. Which is not what we're talking about, but yes. No, but it's going to happen if you have sex on Shots, the beach. Yeah. No matter yes. how you try and mm. protect it, it's going to happen. That's cool. Lube will not help. No. <laughs> but every time you feel that little grain of sand before it comes memories. out, you're going to smile. Uh, and that's it. Because it was different. And that brings a different perspective. 
So keep on asking the question, how can this be different? The important thing is don't get stuck in this trap of looking for answers. Because as soon as we ask the question, we need an answer. Or a certain or a certain reaction from our partner. So we think, okay, I'm doing something. You should like it. Instead of saying, wait, there's this adventure. We're exploring it. Let's see what we can do with this. And you ask another question. And you ask another question. And it doesn't matter how absurd the questions are. Because hmm. sometimes you get to a point where I don't even know what I should ask anymore. So ask, how would this be with ice cream? So sexually, that brings up some very interesting <laughs> ideas and possibilities. But if you just start saying, so how would this be with ice cream? And often the absurdity of it will take you somewhere else. How would this be on a waffle? Do I want cream or ice cream with it? Or do I want both? Get get the questions out there. Don't get the the anger on one another. I and feel that sometimes I get frustrated because I don't know where I'm going. So I I will ask something or I will I will say to my partner like let's do something different, but it will be with a little bit because I'm an anxious person, so it will come with a bit of anxiety. And I'm learning to dismantle it. I'm learning to actually say stop blaming him for not doing or for me not asking. Just Take it lightly, and it helps me in life. It actually brings new new tools mm. in life. And it's one of the important things is is enlightenment. We're all looking for enlightenment. Hallelujah! And it's such a serious thing. It is. It is. It is serious. Be light. <laughs> in light. It's like so simple. Be light. Be light. That's all. <laughs> but it's a big thing. Because it is serious stuff. Our relationships are really serious. If they don't work, it's really serious. It's There's a simple thing. Crazy. A relationship can't fail. And we tend to think of this was a failed relationship because it didn't last. It's not always meant to last. There's a purpose. So many failures. There's a time. It's not a failure. No, but there's so many stages and so much process. Instead of what can come from this? What can it be? What can I learn? What can I see? Where can it go? How can it grow? What does it reveal about me? What does it reveal about you? What does it show us about each other? How would it be with more ice cream? You're starting to speak like Douglas Adams. <laughs> you are the sci-fi of sex creation. Huh? Guys, this is like a quantic physics in, um, in sex. How would it be with ice cream? Hmm. And we're not talking about shoving ice cream down your cock hole necessarily. Well, if you Jeremy's, wanna. Jeremy's, no, maybe around, <laughs> maybe not, maybe make try. It, make it sugar free. <laughs> make it sugar free. That's that can Especially work. if it's going internally. Especially, yeah. Mm. No, don't. Yeah. But quite simply, how would it be with ice cream? And all of that is going to do is it's going to start to create possibilities, because that gets us out of this idea of knowing. Into this idea of learning. And learning is about possibilities. I don't know what's going to happen when I put more vinegar in the salad dressing. You don't. And just because it's happened this way before, fair chance that is what's going to happen. But what happens if I add something I've never happened, I've never added before? Mm. 
And what's going to happen if I can look at this differently? So, you know, I'm sitting here and I've got a bottle of water next to me. So I see this as one thing. You see this as something else. The only time I know how you see it is if I ask you. True. So for me, it might be about the water, and for you, it might be about the bottle. So for you, it might be about the shape of the bottle. It might be about the fact that it's a plastic bottle. Is it going to be recyclable? Is it everything around that? And for me, it's, is the water clean and fresh? Hmm. I saw a movie. That's why I was looking through my videos. I saw a movie last night, The Man from Earth. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? The Man from Earth. The Man from Earth. It's 2007. I forgot the name. It's a very philosophical movie about okay, a professor that. that's leaving very rapidly. The the It's almost like a theater play. Mm -hmm. um, thanks for your work. To, I, I saw this movie because it's a very boring movie. It's, it's all happening in one room. Mm -hmm. So it's really like a theater. I like those movies. Yeah, exactly. And it's a professor that is leaving very rapidly, is quitting from, from, from the university. Mm -hmm. And all his professors coming to quickly say goodbye. And then he starts playing with their mind and saying that he's actually, I don't remember if it's 14,000 years old. He's, he was born as a caveman that actually his immune system just keeps on rejuvenating itself. And he gives all the explanations and they're all like biolo biology professor, mm. physics professor, a psychiatry professor. So they're all very, very clever. And he's bringing a theory which is, you know, maybe almost impossible but the point of the movie is how all of us want something we know. Mm. Because he's giving the answers. Listen, guys, I didn't choose it. I'm just, I'm, the first time in my life I'm sharing with you. That's why I leave every 10 years. Because this is my reality. So one of them has a whole religious breakdown. One of them has a biological, can be, one of them a philosophical crisis. And it all shows us that through the movie they go through their own unbelievable mm. Freakouts because they don't know and they, they, they see something they never met in their lives and how in the end it says, oh, I was fooling, I was messing with you, I, I was just testing your knowledge. It is true, but they all kind of like have a catharsis, yeah. catharsis and they're like, oh, you funny person. But, but that's about learning. Exactly. We are so scared getting of learning, of getting out of what we, we, we've, as you started with Tom Chi. Because one of knowing. the hardest things for us is to be able to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this relationship should be. So let's see how it could be. And let's see in that if there's fulfillment, if there's happiness, if there's joy, if there's learning. And if there is, for as long as there is, let us be there. Mm. And I think that's really important. You, you will feel uncomfortable. It's okay. Yeah. You will uh, feel uncomfortable absolutely. sometimes. Absolutely. And it's okay to be that. And sometimes it's necessary to be that because that's where the learning and the growth is. Just bring it back to you, yeah. not to the other person. She made me feel uncomfortable. She said it and then I felt uncomfortable, you know. So, thalassophilia. Thalassophilia. It's and not stand up your bum. It is not. And it is I, not. I'm going to share something that I wrote, which Wonderful. for me is about the year of possibilities. Okay. Thalassophilia is quite simply the love of the sea. How wonderful I of you to open it without a sex. <laughs> it's not a well, sex dictionary. it's all about the sex and it's not. It is. It feeds your soul. Then, of course, it has to do with the sex. And very soon we are going to have the dates for our first retreat in Mozambique. We'll have that next week. So that will really be the beautiful love of the sea. Well done. 
So this for me is about possibilities. I seek the places of intimacy. I seek the places of intimacy of the body, the mind, the heart, and the spirit. I seek the places of unraveling. I seek the endless depth of the discovery of being. I seek the places where the body is a portal, where physical pleasure opens the secret gateway to the energy of ecstasy in the dissolution of the self. I seek the places where the mask of words is shed in revelation of all that is within. I seek the places where the breath swirls and mingles, sharing essence one with another. I seek the places where laughter and dances, where laughter dances and tears fall as freely as the rain. I seek the places where we are held as the earth holds us as we walk upon it. I seek the places where the fire of life burns stronger each day. I seek the places where we are nourished as the water gives life. I seek the places where the wind flows, taking that which we release. I seek the places where there is fear and where love takes us through it to freedom. I seek the places where I may show my darkness with trembling courage. I seek the places where the light of creation fills me to reach out to life. I seek the places where the, where the rhythm of love guides my steps to walk this journey. I seek these places of intimacy. I seek these places of intimacy with you. So that will be up on, on my website on Monday, eroslife.co.za. Um, can you put it on the podcast page as well? We can. Mm. We can. And um, please visit the website. Um, sign up for the newsletter. There are oh. lots of articles and events go through there. Visit our YouTube channel, yeah. Eros Life SA. There's lots of new stuff there all the time. Mm, 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 and how do you start creating possibilities? Look at what's possible in your life. Look at what you'd like. How would you like this to be and what could it be? And think about doing the healing that you need Another because thing, that's the release of the past. And that's what all healing journeys are about, about creating possibilities, making connections with the parts of yourself, the parts that you need to release, the parts that you need to change, the parts that you would like to grow, and the parts that you don't even know about. You need, yes, you need a sensual slash sex coach. <laughs> you need a therapist. You need it. Yeah. Nobody taught you. You need it. And that's really, really important. So we wish you all so much pleasure. This is CliffCentral.com.